Okay, welcome to Lucky Episode 13. Am I right? Sweet. Is that right? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, last week was 12, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah last week was 12. Okay, yeah, so I listened to that on the road. Very good, well done. Very good. Uh, I've forgotten what joke I was going to make about the concept. Never mind. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let's play a game. Uh, what's the question? The question is... How do we increase our audience? Go on, Keaton. I, um, no, okay. one, one word at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On Facebook. I went to the landing zone because there was a number 10 on Storm Watch. Um, <laughs> what? That made no sense. Was that the end of the sentence? Can be. Can be. It's up to you. I would have taken that as an end of the sentence. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so do we keep going? Yeah, we haven't finished it's the story. One, it's one okay. Yeah, we haven't I need an answer. So, I decided to monetize my videos of storms because I want to be rich yeah <laughs> yeah yeah following Sunday I discovered that my viewership had increased by 10,000 percent it's two words Oh, possibly even three. <laughs> 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 uh, 10,000% because of a random act of generosity by a company owned by Disney. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That sounds about right. Okay, we have to contact Disney now. I wouldn't be surprised. That would make a lot of sense. Okay, so uh, starting off with, um, what are you working on? What have you um, been doing this week? So this week we were assigned a new project. Um, besides having our own um, little projects for our actual internship, we were given. Um, like another video to do ourselves. So our theme this week was Hong Kong. So I came up with like different concepts and each time I kept changing. And even as I was shooting last night, I changed my concept this morning. So I have footage for something else. And um, out of that footage, I am creating another video, which works quite well. I think it's better than my original idea. But um, my first concept was um, Hong Kong asleep. So a lot of people will say, oh, Hong Kong never sleeps. But a lot of people are not awake at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. So if you're going around Hong Kong at that time, you'll definitely see that there's no one around. It's asleep. The lights are off and everything. It's, it's quite interesting. It's like a, a time stood still sort of thing. So, so hang on, this is the new concept? No, this, this was the, the old, th that's the original concept. Okay, and so, so tell us about last night, because you went out and... Yeah, so uh, I left the office around uh, four to make it to TST around five to start filming. 
And that worked out quite well. Um, loads well, of people. I, I don't know what you were doing there. What were you doing? Oh, so I was. Um, so the way I wanted to shoot this Hong Kong asleep was to have just like a a linear sequence. So from sunset, afterglow, how chaotic it is with everyone, including like night scenes. And so like time lapses or like a chunk of time from each? Um, well, there are a mixture of time lapses, but I like small details. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of blurred faces and um, focused details on architecture and mm-hmm. lights. Um, so I decided to do that instead of time lapses. Um, but there are time lapses, so maybe I'll have a look and use them. But uh, so yeah, from understanding my long-term prejudice against time lapses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh God. I don't want to talk about mine then. Um, yeah, that's what I I didn't want to really do time lapses because I find that if people shoot Hong Kong, it's usually wide like um, wide lenses to see everything. But not a lot of people take the time to just focus on a certain thing. So like say windows, like the details, like if there's a crack or like um, hanging clothes. Mm-hmm. I find those interesting, and especially the scaffolding, the bamboo scaffolding. I love. Um, so yeah, after around 10 o'clock, I went home, took a nap for about three hours, and around 3 a.m. I went out to shoot again. Um, so I shot at night when all the um, skyline lights were closed, mm-hmm. and so sunrise. Did, did, did and you have a big plan for this? I mean, how? Yeah, so what? Well, that was my plan, and when I got to work today, I figured out that um, just putting it together would be difficult and I feel as if I wouldn't get the emotion I wanted to so that's not necessarily <laughs> the right time to abandon the project yeah. <laughs> no I know but I, I was gonna stick with it like I tried for about two hours and then I realized in my footage well no I realized this last night as I was shooting but there are lots and uh, lots of so what you're telling me is sleep deprived and having been shooting you are finding a sense of hopelessness and uh, <laughs> difficulty continuing well, because I wanted, I did want more of a story in this one. Mm. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is that maybe when you've had some sleep and you re- come <laughs> yeah. back to it, you might find that you have got a story. It might, it might be just yeah. So, mm, so yeah. So that that's what happened. So um, I've gone through all my footage and I found loads of um, kind of special moments between people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of couples, a proposal, um, and like. Uh, an elderly older couple as well so I'm kind of making this video into a Hong Kong love language oh. so it's I think it's gonna be quite sweet okay um, so it's not it it starts so it's off really a very similar film but the kind of narrative yeah it's a, the whole the whole like thing is still the same sleep, it's about, it's about yeah it's so the con the concept has changed but the style and everything is the same well, and it's, it's, it's almost not even... It's like telling it through snapshots that yeah. you captured over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Sort of, but there's a... But you I've found another thread for it, right? Yeah, because um, you can sort of... Well, in the, pro- the different um, moments that I've captured between different people, um, if you put them in order, there it goes from young love to commitment to a lifelong no, relationship together. So you've got another cycle. So that's what it is. And I I think yeah. my favorite parts 
that I got was there's actually two pigeons on a <laughs> thing, and they were there for a long time, so I can. Cycle of evolution <laughs> I love it. So I'm super excited to have this finished. Nice. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, right. So I was worried when you started that I thought that you were going to almost start all over again. Um, no. 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 So okay. Yeah. So you haven't totally blown your deadlines. No. 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 Not yet. <laughs> Remind me of the deadline. Uh, well, I don't know when you were assigned it because you guys didn't. Uh, normally, what we try and do is do it in the podcast, right? Uh, well, Jeff told us after the podcast last yes. week, well, so that's okay. Yeah. So Jeff, Jeff missed his deadline by sort of half an hour or so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there you that, go. That's that's fine. So it was it was this time last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. In theory, these are week long projects, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so deadline is now. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, so all right. Well, let, let well let's talk to Keaton for a bit. We'll figure out what to do. Yeah. No. Worries. What's the state of your version? Well, so I guess a quick recap of my week. What I've been up to outside of this project. Mm-hmm. Um, this week has been a research heavy week. I've been helping Harry a lot to do some research. I, both Savannah and I have actually been doing more um, Keaton though. <laughs> uh, research, um, finding out, um, you know possible big scale conferences events trade shows um just shows in general which will pull in large international crowds um for possible uh gigs for apv to do which is cool so i've been helping out in that and getting familiarizing myself with like you know the big uh what is it the big fortune 500 companies and getting familiar with those names and whatnot to see what they're up to Uh, in terms of the project itself i um (laughs) <laughs> admittedly very late I spoke to Jeff about half an hour before this podcast <laughs> with a brief of what my video is I had been shooting throughout the week but I didn't uh, come so up to Jeff about it yeah Jeff's been grilling me <laughs> well, and to be honest with you you know I would have preferred that had I had been proactive and got him to grill me like at the beginning of the week to help uh-huh. like kind of funnel through ideas what I've done what I've gotten so far I should say is uh, I spent the day collecting footage um, all over Hong Kong, mostly on like the central island side of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm sure to against your prejudice, a lot of it is time lapse footage. Okay, mm-hmm. well justify it. And okay, so for me, and like I had this idea in my mind, but I didn't know how to verbalize it properly until after talking to Jeff, and it kind of makes sense now. The video that I'm going for is. In some, in some way, in some sense, it's like a letter to Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong is a city that I didn't grow up in. I wasn't born here. I was born in Australia, but my dad's from here. I've got family here. I've got lineage mm-hmm. here. Um, and actually, my family is um, part of the original Hong Kongese people, uh, which is kind of cool. Remind but, me, is this your first time visiting? or First time. So whenever I visit, it's not my first time visiting Hong Kong. I've been to Hong Kong maybe every three years or so. So I, I've okay. been to Hong Kong many times, but... When I go to Hong Kong, it's always new territory. It's always Yunlong long area. It's That's always up north, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's different. So this is the first time where I'm actually based and stationed and like living in and actually interacting with, you know, Kowloon side, central side Hong Kong, which is a totally different ball game to up north into the new territory. And for me, um, I took it as, as uh, an opportunity to get to know this side of Hong Kong better because I don't know this side of Hong Kong really and so um, alongside these time-lapse uh, videos of different areas so I've been all around Wan Chai I went to Central 
um, to get like you know uh, things that I think represent Hong Kong in my mind, which is traffic, construction, pedestrians, um, mm-hmm. people interacting, really busy, congested, tight, you know, spaces. Um, alongside doing a uh, sound walk, you know what a sound walk is? Yeah, it's like yeah. A, a like an audio tour. That yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a so big. So you did like, what, You made one of these, or you? So I. That's what I was getting footage for, for from yesterday and today. I was kind of padding out my uh, sound walk. So kind of an artsy fartsy term for those who don't know. Super quick sound walk is just like Daniel saying an audio tour or or an audio exploration mm-hmm. of a soundscape of something. In this case, it's Hong Kong because when I think of Hong Kong, as much as I think night. Uh, skyline, big metropolitan city, lots of people. I also think sounds. The sound of construction, the sound mm-hmm. of cars, the sound of water waves hitting, you know, the, sh- the bay, um, the sound of people eating, yelling on the streets, all these kinds of things. And I think that this combination of this soundscape, this sound walk, alongside the um, the video footage that I've got, is supposed to be my exploration into the city, my letter to Hong Kong, my representation and understanding of an unfamiliar place becoming more familiar by the day that's okay. so funny i've done like the details and you've done the audio mm. i find that really funny <laughs> <laughs> well you know I, I i admittedly uh walking into it uh and jeff brought up a good point so for me and i feel like a lot of art students are similar actually no that's a generalization that's a sweeping generalization i retract that statement but for you, me you haven't even got all the uh, yeah exactly for, 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 me, it was pejorative. for me <laughs> I personally, uh, I work a lot on um, a concept of an idea. Instead of like a, a story, instead of building and thinking about a full-fledged story, uh, there's you know some sort of treatment or some sort of, of technique or some sort of thing that I, I get hooked up on. And for me, it was sound. It was like, oh, Hong Kong. If, if we're going to do a project on Hong Kong, I'm going to do something on sound. And I, I, never I would argue that as soon as you've got two sounds, you are starting to make a story. And I, I, I would agree as well. And But it's still good to talk to Jeff, who I think is very narrative-driven, very narrative-focused, and, and trying to fine-tune my own response and mm-hmm. fine-tune um, what I've gotten into a more cohesive piece. So coming back a little bit, you so you've made an audio tour. Mm already in the process making so it's it's almost done i just need to construct um some small bits um today i, d- I okay, realized so, so i mean what's what well i mean i guess mm. we'll, we'll wait to wait to experience it but the concept behind that is what to to give a, an overview of hong kong kind of sound wise my yeah, yeah yeah pretty much a representation of hong kong you mm-hmm. know? this city is more than just what we think of a city visually this city is component of visual and audio cues you know it, it's alive so then your so you then your video is kind of a, an accompanying thing yes to, but because the, the, it might be quite nice to you know if, if, if we have an audience right who are listening yeah. to audio things we should perhaps put it out as a separate element oh, of the I would podcast love to. so that people can truth right. truth be told uh, I wanted to focus on just audio because I'm used to doing sound walks with no no visual cues, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, um, admittedly, the visuals here are a bit more shoehorned in than I would like, because I'm so in this project I'm so audio driven. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just have a fascination with with representing things mm-hmm. through sound waves, through through my ears rather than my eyes. Because I think, you know, you can Google Hong Kong video. You can Google Hong Kong and look at a thousand images to know it. But sure. hearing it is is a different mm-hmm. visceral kind of mm-hmm. uh, yeah, exploration. I agree with that. I mean? mm-hmm. It's cool. I, I I think it's really cool. Well, smelling it also. Oh, smell! <laughs> if I had access to smell-o-vision, I absolutely would. There's one road I always avoid in one time. <laughs> I make sure. Yeah. It's, it's that garbage truck area yeah. right behind the park, and I'm like... Mm. And, that's, and that's why I wanted to focus on audio, because, you know, there's so much more to representing something than just what it looks like. There are this, the, the things we can hear, which we can capture, the things that we can smell. Hong Kong has a very distinct uh, kind of pungent smell wherever you go. <laughs> and so, I, if I had the capabilities to capture that, I would. Mm. Oh. Um, but I mean, I, I'm going to say I think uh, it's good that you're doing video, though, just because mm. uh, clearly this is a format you've yes. worked in before. So uh, it's a good idea to stretch that to mm. see what you know if you can make an accompanying video that either helps or, I mean, maybe it's as simple as a video that promotes yeah. uh, the sound or right. You know, right. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, that's my project anyway. I'm, I'm, as of right now, in the process of um, just went out for about two hours to capture a couple more sounds. I'm going to flesh out the, uh, the, the sound walk and um, I've already got my video footage. Might need to just chop up, chop and change a little bit and rearrange some stuff, but um, I'm really fingers crossed hoping that I can get it uploaded and then done before the end of today at six. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so, so you're, you're I'm on hoping. target. I am hoping. I'm trying. I'm really trying to stay on target. Okay, uh, that's that, that's all good. I mean, wh- uh, so what do you think? What do you need, Savannah, to get to to get this up and like done? You could probably. This feels like one of the ones that you could fiddle around with in edit for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's true. Actually, I'm on like a roll. Uh-huh. So as soon as you get into that rhythm of like. Like you have your pieces and you know what you want because now that I've seen all my footage, I already know kind of what mm-hmm. is gonna happen. So I'm yeah, I think okay, I have no promises for tonight, but maybe like in the early hours of the morning. Okay. Probably. All right. So you're pretty <laughs> much on on time. Yeah. Time then. Okay. I mean, I guess what that sounds suspiciously like is you should have been doing your shoot day a bit earlier, right? Um, it was, yes, that's very true, but it was because I had a really hard time with the concept, so it was just, like, making up my mind, and if I wanted, like, if I wanted more of a... Imagine how, like, the thing with making up your mind, yes, it can take forever, Mm -hmm. but think how much easier it would have made your own... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. yeah. You know, if you think of them as separate people, right... Mm-hmm. And that, that's yeah. very, very easy to do when you're the editor and they are separate people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's like all of that time that the writer spent picking their nose and going, no, I don't know if it's perfect, is all time that the cameraman couldn't shoot yeah. and that the editor didn't even get to get started until this morning and tired, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to shoot all night anyway. It well, was, yeah, yeah, but if but you had <laughs> shot all night on Wednesday, that would have been much. You would uh, right now. Oh, you would have yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, did, did, did the day, did the extra yeah. day of thinking about the concept, given that you actually came up with the concept this morning after <laughs> I know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I know. That was yeah. just a one lucky thing that's happened to me. 
I'm not saying you should have known. I, what I'm saying no. is that's maybe something to take away from this. Yeah, project. no, absolutely. Yeah. That's something that I will add to as well with these projects um, that you know I have a love-hate relationship with. I hate it because it's it's stressful in that regards. As I feel like uh, I'm so used to spending a lot of time, far too much time, admittedly far too much time thinking about a concept before actually going out and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, you know, a week to to create as fleshed out of a, of a, co- a piece of content as we possibly can really kind of forces you to be decisive about what it is that you're doing, uh, which I think is a good practice, especially it's... it's being productive about your your methods of, of creativity, I think. It's actually the first class, like, for my college. So the first film course you take, mm-hmm. you have to make a film every single week, um, and you shoot in order, and you can't edit. Oh, so, oh right, you can't. And it yeah. was a nightmare. It was awful. It was, it was that one class so that cool. if you make it, then nah, you're good to cool. go, and if you don't, change. It's funny, because <laughs> in a way, that seems like the last project you should be given yeah right that's like rough. oh no this well, was like the I don't first mean last like, as in should never but i mean that's actually something to do to take away people's crutches mm. right like if you haven't if you haven't got an established workflow it doesn't mm. really help to disrupt it yeah right right <laughs> right, right. It, that's more something you should do to to you know it's something that thomas for instance would do to challenge himself right mm-hmm. um yeah interesting though I mean, I, yeah, boot camp, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> does he actually do that? I, I don't know that specifically, oh, okay. but I know cool. that he does a lot of filming on the weekends, and, you know, oh, yeah. he lives and dies making movies. Making movies. That's um, cool. I respect that. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. It's funny that you've, you were just, you just sort of slightly undercut what I was going to oh. uh, present as your next, uh, as your next thing. On the grounds that you're both kind of coming off the deadline and uh, and not quite there, uh, and obviously going to work into it. What I was thinking was maybe we can short circuit that by so this week's project is to oh well let's make it a bit more of a deliverable. I want to I want to pitch. Pitch. Okay. Oh, cool. Right. So oh. you come up with the come up with the story. Okay. Uh, Come up with and and a pitch for it. Mm. Right? A story we're actually going to shoot or no? Yes. So that's going to be the yeah. following week's project. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. So usually the third the third project is supposed to be like a, a, a self self determined. Right? Oh. So it can be any story. That's the worst. Oh no. Wait. Sorry. What was that? Yeah. 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 Self determined. Right. As in, it, like as in you come up. We choose. You, you get to come up with it. Right. So now you, but you, I, I think we'll, 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 we can broaden it to make that. Yeah, so, but what I would encourage you to do is think about how to structure mm. that. Mm. Think about doing the things that, um, that you've said you do in the main project. Yeah. Like making use of the other people in the office to, to, to kick your, your ideas around. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Things like doing that earlier rather than mm-hmm. later, because if you do it earlier, you can do it twice. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and then you get twice as much, or twice as many people, or twice as many, you know. Um, but rather than you know, and that is one of the ways to to help your creativity in this kind of thing is to kind of say, well, what do I want to have achieved on Monday? What do mm. I want to have achieved on Tuesday? Rather than going, well, I've got till Friday. 
and I'm frightened that it would be awesome yeah. as long as I thought about it enough. I feel like something. It's right. such a student <laughs> response. Yeah. Just well, leave everything last minute. <laughs> you know, some people work better that way. <laughs> <laughs> Better I, argument. I, I, I am officially not telling you how to do it because you know it's officially up to you to right. to figure that out. But what I would recommend is at least try and figure out a couple of waypoints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe make yourselves kind of diary appointments for for um, when you when you want to check. Yeah, you know, because you can show this stuff to anybody here. Time. So I think the idea that it's a pitch document is good, mm-hmm. or a pitch I uh, process or stuff, because that also is something we spend a lot of time making and doing here, mm-hmm. right? And if you could think about it from the point of view of uh, that could be a f- you know seeking funding, you know, you know all these things, you know, mm-hmm. all these things are yeah. good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can be my actor. <laughs> yeah, you can be my. Hell well, no! <laughs> you no, do not want me. I mean, relevant, right? You're trying to convince somebody that you can make this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying I've got an actor, uh, yeah. or basically proving to them that you can do it is is kind of key, right? Yeah. Usually, you know, we're, I guess we're often asked like, "Have you made exactly this video before that you can show us?" Right? Um, obviously, no. So you kind of go, "Okay, well, this is something we have done. This is something." Of and you know this is this is us talking about it. So mm-hmm. you know we it's good to 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 think about also then what elements would you put in a pitch? How would you convince somebody to make this that, yeah. to allow you to make this? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. I like it. I'm already I'm getting excited for it to be honest with you. I'm already coming up with ideas, so <laughs> should be good. So in a way, why well, yeah take take it almost as the opportunity to have a, have a line under yeah. how long you're going to spend yes. in pre-production um, and, what, and, and, uh, and therefore what, what are all the things that you could do at that time mm. cool, I like I it. mean you could write a first draft you know, mm. this afternoon and spend the next five days refining Funny. it right? yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that's entirely up to you cool I don't know. Any questions about that? Any other areas you might want advice on right now? Okay, so for the pitch, is there anything in particular we need? Like, would you like a like a script? Not technically a script, or maybe just like a sequence treatment or a storyboard. So you're gonna have the following week to make it. Everything, script, sequence treatment, storyboard. If you've already written the script, then you're ahead of the game, aren't you? So you, okay. you'll be much more convincing when you tell me that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right? Yeah. Well, there's, so it's a double-edged sword, right? In pitching with a script. If you pitch with the script, uh, particularly with clients, um, they can get stuck in arguing about minutiae on the script. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going, yeah, I kind of don't understand why he says this. And then we're not discussing whether to make it anymore. We're sort of discussing it, but we're, we could also be discussing, no, I don't like it, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to the bigger picture. You could have the script written and not, not tell me, yeah. right? To save yourself the time or to understand it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what you probably do is you, 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 tell, you, you pitch 
it's going to be a love story and it's going to build up to this crescendo and then there's a twist and I'm not going to tell you the twist mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? yeah um, yeah so think of the, the, the pitch process is also a kind of a storytelling thing and there, there aren't really any rules I mean there are obviously things that we we do a deck right a lot because you that's really useful to us because it gives us a sort of a a, s- a set of images right because mm-hmm. obviously showing images helps when we're selling visuals mm-hmm. um, but it also gives us essentially a thing to work through it gives us a bit of a product to make it look like we've done work on it which we have but if you just go in there and talk you mm-hmm. know that makes it look easy and it makes it look like yeah. you, you, you thought of it on from the taxi on the way there kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, it also gives you a document that you can send to them, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So often what you're trying to do is get, get people to, to want the deck. Right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Exciting. Exciting, yeah. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Um, I was going to give you some feedback on your interviews as well. Oh, please do, actually. I'm um, curious to hear. Yeah, I'm down for that. Um, I, I watched uh, 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 Savannah's one more recently. Um, <laughs> it was uploaded later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uploaded later. It was. So, okay, so in both cases, very good, very well executed, very different, very, uh, you know. Um, what I would say about Savannah's one is one of the things I do see a lot. While you got deep inside Keaton, I don't. I still think we saw a lot of Savannah sensibility in it, right? Maybe uh-huh. that's fine. Uh-huh. I think the thing, that the, the, the only really one, the bit that put me off was the empty chair. Okay. Which is like one of your uh-huh. early kind of cutaways. Yeah. And I thought, why does an empty chair represent Keaton? And I didn't think it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only real reason it seemed to be there is because that's the room he did the interview in. Um, well, with the empty chair, I kind of wanted, um, because the interview is... Oh, that was supposed to be you not being there. Sorry? What would you no, mean? okay, so you, you, you <laughs> tell me. I just, I just justified it for you. Um, I was thinking, yeah, so if that's the interview and not being present, that would be, that would make oh, that's, sense. I see. Wait, I'm confused. Me not being... As in, because well, you know... You, you did the interview by giving him some questions and locking him in a sound. Yeah, room, yeah, right? yeah. So you could have made that look like he was here being interviewed but you weren't there uh-huh. yeah that, that, mm-hmm. you would have had to cut it slightly differently mm-hmm. but that would have been a bit justification but sorry you were going to say something else oh, yeah. no <laughs> I, I, I wanted that empty chair because um, during the interview Keaton was kind of telling us where he came from and how he became Keaton and mm. how he got um, this interest so at the start we don't know who Keaton is it, he's just a guy on a chair and if you remove the guy it's just a chair and it's more or less the same thing but as the video goes on we get to know Keaton more and so that's why at the end there's that direct eye contact with Keaton. Mm. Well see I liked all that I guess so what I would say is in terms of what you were doing um, that chair felt like I'm sorry to obsess about it but what it, mm-hmm. it felt like that, that's what me oh that's that's totally it because uh-huh. I've seen your other work right uh-huh. that's a Savannah move Right. This is a moody grey shot. I, yeah, I, I got uh, that Savannah, that Savannah really likes, <laughs> and it's totally not Keaton, right? Because the yeah. story is actually 
that Caden's big and bouncy and lively and cheerful on the surface. Yeah, that, that is should, so right. Yeah. And we could you could have uh -huh. sold that big time at the beginning, and then mm -hmm. it becomes more valuable and more contrasting uh -huh. that, that you get right inside <laughs> it. I think uh, that's a habit that I have to kind of stop doing because it's yeah yeah. Well, I mean, I'd be be aware of it, right? Do yeah. it when it works. Mm -hmm. But I suggest that you did it because you liked it rather than because it served your sorry I don't know whether I've given you guys this speech because I've given it a couple of times over this there is always something more right there's right. always a next step and you should yeah. be thinking about what the next step is mm -hmm. and so I will always tell you that there's one more thing you should yeah. have done mm. right and of that's course. that's As not should be. Uh, the world that's uh, yeah. sorry that's not that doesn't mean it's wrong or bad or anything mm -hmm. at all it just means that there's always one more thing mm. um so Keaton's one, I'm trying to remember, I didn't see it recently enough. It was uh, Savannah talking about different slang terms that she oh, used. Oh, it was the slang terms, yes. Okay, so that was interesting. Uh, yeah, because in the same context, you, you, you made her a lot more Keaton-like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Truth be told, they, oh were Jeff, they were Jeff's suggestions. And I was like, yeah, alright, I'll Jeff's roll with it. Jeff's suggestions? Yeah, he was like... You what, know, his questions? No, not the questions. Like the the um, like the added things, such as the sound effects, the mm -hmm. images, um, the cutaways to those. Jeff was, you know, because uh, Jeff was watching it and was saying that you know, structurally coherent, um, it works as is, but it's also missing something. And I agreed with him. It did seem, without all of that, it was a little dull. I completely agree that uh, the the things that were added, character wise. Uh, definitely more in line with my own personality, my own, you know, who I am as a creative, as opposed to a representation of Savannah. Um, and Although yeah, I would say, in a similar way, you brought out the Savannah that doesn't necessarily show up mm. until you get to know her a bit more. That's, that's true. That's a bit more bubbly. So it's, it's not, again, not bad. I think the only other thing that grated with me was the swear word. Uh, the chicken? Yeah. The chicken. Uh, it was a rooster sound, so I, 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 I basically oh, yeah, I was censored. Worried, yeah, I was worried about that. Like I, yeah. I, I censored yeah. it by using, um, and I was. I wasn't thinking, worried about the sound. I was worried about me. So oh no no no! Yeah, no. Yeah, well, so. which is why, because I was unsure as to like in terms of content language censorship for mm -hmm. for you know for yeah, us as interns yeah. here, you know what we're publishing on the official intern APV mm -hmm. intern uh, YouTube channel, what was good, what was not, and so I figured. What would be fun as well, on top of kind of covering some of those maybe possible conservative guidelines, is is censoring it, and then what's a way that we can have fun censoring? Well, actually, truth be told, admittedly, what's a way I can have fun <laughs> censoring it? I think is a better, is a more apt way to, to say it. This is, I mean, it's funny that you've said all that, because none of those is why I thought it was... Oh, really? Because, you know, I have no problem with this saying motherfucker on, oh, the, okay. on the podcast but uh, <laughs> fucking yeah uh, but in that case it was like it, it was because it was such a short statement mm. like you didn't you, you didn't censor the word in order to in, in order to keep the broader context right if it had been I'm not, I don't want to say it, I don't want to say it and then she said, "You know, if, they, if there wasn't, there was not not enough of that. I understand. There was, 
it was really like, oh, and there's this word, which means that. And so it was a bit random. In it was a bit random, yeah. and then it was censored, and then it, so it's like it, it didn't, it, nothing happened. So I understand. it was it was really as much a joke about I can put a, mm. a picture of a chicken over a mouth. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. I I totally accept that. Um, that's good to know. Yeah, so I guess that's again a sort of a, a second guess at looking at why you're doing it. Mm. Maybe drawing back, drawing back at the end to look at like what's the what is what is this thing about? Right. What's it, what's it, what's it do? You know, uh, you know maybe if you'd had more of a if you had had more of a theme of getting Savannah to to open up and use increasingly foul language to you know right then it might have had more of a place yes but it it just sort of stood on it stood on its own and then you doubled back on it got yes and censored it it's like so you weren't sure if you wanted to say it and then you said it anyway and and why did you say it because right yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah cool all right yeah no absolutely that's useful thank you yeah so I mean, you know, as I say these are all kind of um, things to learn from. Things to, you know, that's why we're doing these to be aware of yourself as creators mm-hmm. and what your what your what your yeah, predilections absolutely. and things you're coming Could out be. with. Uh, so yeah, let, let's uh, wrap it up quickly by telling me something interesting. Okay, oh, I yeah. came prepared because Keaton told me to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, recently the GoPro 7 has just been released. Okay. Or announced. Um, so, Casey Neistat actually Only young did people a, know about it. <laughs> I had no clue. Like, I had, <laughs> I had no clue until Casey Neistat announced it because I'm just not into that whole mm-hmm. technology, new camera thing. You don't even like fish eye. I hate fisheye. <laughs> oh also, my god. I, also hate uh, I used to love it though, but no. now it's like, oh man. Okay, so the one thing that really catched my eye about this GoPro 7 is their hyper smooth option. And mm. it's possibly gonna completely fade out. Yeah, oh, it's, I've it's, seen it's, it. yeah. yeah, it's just as good as using a gimbal, and mm. you're just holding it. Okay. So it it's, it's pretty intense. Like, if you have a look, so there's a video, yeah, for example, they're on a roller coaster or a luge yeah, or some description, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. so like they compare an, uh, a GoPro six, I think, and the stabilization uh-huh. footage of that, and then this ultra smooth stabilization of the new GoPro. Uh-huh. It was a side by side playback, and um, oh man, it's smooth. It's it is yeah. unbelievably smooth. Okay, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, uh, do you have any sense of how they did it? Technologically, <laughs> no <coming>. idea. <laughs> Clueless. Uh, I mean, I, I just wonder if basically they're shooting a bigger image um, to give themselves some room to stabilize, and that would be like a good um, option. But the the way that people compare it, so the hyper smooth is an it's an on and off switch, so you can have it or you can't. So when you have it, it's still the same mm-hmm. size. I don't know if the camera, uh, the GoPro, like. Has its own oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, that. just yeah. the technology thing. Yeah, maybe. some of the smoothing is by you know you. you oh, I mean, GoPro is four K anyway. Yeah, but so, so do they have to shoot so maybe. five point two, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, I didn't really see the. Um, okay, the, how much is know, it? You know? It's four hundred dollars, 
U.S. U.S. Yeah, you hunt. Yeah, well, that's not US. outrageous. Hmm? That's I mean, really not outrageous. Well, I mean, well, it bring I, them back I, into the competition. I still would. I I don't know. I would. There's something about GoPro cameras that I really just can't. Huh. Um, I mean, I love it. I mean, it's it's a great little thing to have, but to use it in like a film, film, I, I wouldn't. I would. That would be my last option, for me. Because Fair enough. yeah. Fair enough. Um, and for this, they said that they tried to improve the audio, but GoPro audio is the worst. It's well, because it's only a little mic. Yeah. Where so and they it's keep only saying yeah. be wherever it is, right? Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we improved it, we improved it, but it's it's still awful. So. Okay. Yeah. All right, GoPro 7. GoPro, GoPro 7. 7. Uh, for me, I guess, an observation. I haven't... So, okay. Um, I remember I had a conversation with someone about how they were saying that they think things like the vlog, things like reality or reality content, like reality TV, mm-hmm. are going to die out eventually. And I was thinking about it, and I'm not too sure how true that is. Because you can look at um, you know reality TV shows like... So when I grew up, in Australia, Big Brother mm-hmm. uh, was uh, absurdly popular. You know that that MTV, all those reality programs were popular. And then we moved to when YouTube um, got introduced in I think it was two thousand and seven, uh, and we can see the rise of the vlogger. So people like Casey Neistat, pretty, like skyrocketed um, reality content or vlogging or like you know these kinds of the day in the life of type type video content. And um, uh, this person, I can't remember who this person was I was talking about, they were, they were saying that they, they think that's the end of it, and there seems to be... So, based on the idea that, what, everybody will get sick of it? Everyone's getting sick, yeah, this idea that everyone's getting sick mm-hmm. of it. I... But I disagree, because we're looking at, so now, the new platform uh, for a lot of young creatives is live streaming platforms, such as Twitch TV mm-hmm. is one of the largest ones. Sure, yeah. um, Twitch started off primarily and still today primarily a live streaming platform for video gamers mm-hmm. um, so video game streams but what has become increasingly exponentially increasingly more popular is um, uh, what do they call them uh, live no um, live streams or, or, or on what on, on Twitch TV I can't remember what the name is but literally it's just streamers they don't play video games they, they just take the camera out and stream their, their day walking on the streets of wherever, doing things, <laughs> doing whatever, right? Cool. And I think that that's li- that is a natural progression from reality TV into vlogging on YouTube into now a live vlog, right, essentially. It, it's mm. it's the natural progression, and, and they are incredibly popular um, with a number of, of streamers, with a lot of... Well, you know, with enough of a fan base to be able to, to, to make it their, da- their, source of, their primary source of income. So I don't think that so, so reality I mean, content is so dying the case. soon. Uh, so okay, so what a few high, a couple of high-profile ones are successful. This, this, I mean, that does sound mm. pretty uncompelling viewing. It's just something about it. I think, um, like a lot of those mukbang. They're called mukbang videos. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of people will just tune in to people watching a load of videos. So mukbang is um, somebody will go live or just record a video and just record themselves eat like a lot just of food. eating food. Okay. So and I don't know, but people will literally sit there for hours just watch them eat. And I I think because um, with nowadays having that technology, if you're watching somebody 
eat and talk to the camera, I think that removes that sense of mm. being alone. And yeah. I think that's right. why people okay. tune into live streams is because mm. it's somebody doing something as you're watching. Yeah, I'd almost be wondering, like, is it uh, is it compelling because you're not the only one that's watching? Yeah, right. I th- right. Yeah. The uh, like so similar with the how do you pronounce it mukbang? Mukbang. Yes. Yeah, I, I is that a Philippines thing or no, no Korean. Uh, Korean? It's South oh, yeah. Korean. Okay. So like, these these attractive South Korean women would just sit there cooking like ridiculous amounts of food, yeah, and then eating ridiculous amounts of food, and then thousands, thousands, tens of thousands of people would just sit there and watch it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, that's a fetish. Right, uh, right, right. Well, absolutely, <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, yeah, that's also another thing. And, and, yeah. But, you know, that is an example of, of these kind of reality streams or life streams sure, or, sure, or sure. you know, reality content, if you will. And um, uh, there was one where there was this woman, uh, I think she was Korean or Chinese. She would sleep for like, you know, no. she, she would pretty much live in her room and she, it would be a 24 hour stream. And people, you know, thousands, oh thousands of God. people just drop in and out just to watch this woman sleep, cook, eat, study, work from her computer and then go back to sleep. And it's like, it's not content that is necessarily compelling by any stretch of the imagination, but yet people the can't, yeah, I don't know, it, people just seem to tune in. And I think it's an interesting kind of phenomenon. Either it speaks to this idea that all of us... So it's like the Truman Show, but in real life... I think all of yeah, us are peeping toms. Yeah. Where you know everyone's kind of in their nose and stuff. So, I mean, but equally, you know about that. How much time have you spent watching this woman sleep? I've not watched a single. I'm not interested by any stretch of the imagination. There you go. You see that. Right, right, right. So, wh- where does it fit into people's media diet? That's what's kind of kind of difficult yeah. to understand. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, is it that bazillions of people are tuning in for right. fifty seconds each? Or is there a kind of a mm. hardcore that's mm-hmm. watching her for hours every day? Mm. And how creepy is that? <laughs> um, no, no, absolutely. I mean, si- similarly, you know, the, the Twitch that I'm most aware of is I follow Acquisitions Incorporated. Which is, I mean, it's just a live role-playing game. Right? Oh, cool. Okay, and it's been... And <laughs> yeah. they, they basically they play it on Twitch and then they record yep. it as a podcast. And I, yep. I consume it as a podcast. Uh-huh. Right? But, you know, uh, obviously they, they do it live and... Yeah. some of the stuff that they're able to do they, they can do mm. like, like they can now they have you know you can it's it's quite celebrified right, right, yeah. right uh, yeah. so you know you can you can be donating money to their to them yeah, and their, us, yeah. yeah. different characters have different amounts of you know, I don't know how much you know <laughs> about D&D cool. but they can be yeah. they can have advantages right yeah. or, uh-huh. uh, and you know take advantage on a dice roll and things like that for sure um, that are that's an active participation from the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, given given that, actually, um, we want to get more people listening to this, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, we should concept, be able right? to get at least twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, probably the first thing. So, our secondary project for the week. Let's take a look at that. Let's look at it in conjunction with the stuff Mark was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, but maybe let's start initially by finding out what kind of audience we have already, because mm-hmm. I right. nobody looked at the stats. Yeah. Well, I've shared the podcast. So. Have you? Oh, you stepped well, me yeah, up. Well, yeah, no, like, I like to my friends, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, absolutely. But, but also, you know, it's been this has been running for thirteen episodes, um, 
and some other people have been on the podcast, and I, mm. I don't know whether they're still listening. Hello, ex, ex, ex intense. <laughs> Hello, ex intense. Um, you know, uh, absolutely. Whether they are, whether they are not, whether they're not, it'd be interesting to know. That's our baseline, and then let's start yeah. thinking about how to now that we're getting good at it. Yeah, one word games. Oh, nearly three sentences without. (laughs) Without I think the first one was still my favorite. The guy who we drowned. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think we'll probably start playing some other games as well. But (laughs) sweet. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Uh, Anything else? Uh, No problems, crises. No problems, no crises. All good. All right. Thank you very much. No problem. We'll see you next week. Thank you. See you.